0: This episode is brought to you by Hooked on Phonics, which helps kids learn to read with a unique process of using hands-on learning materials shipped to your home every month in combination with a digital reading app. To get your first month for just $1, go to hookedonphonics.com slash no meat. This episode is also brought to you by Green Chef. Green Chef's vegan and vegetarian recipes are high in plant proteins and rich in omega-3s. Go to greenchef.com slash no meat 100. That's NoMeat one zero zero, and use code NoMeat one hundred to get one hundred dollars off, including free shipping.
1: Hi, this is Hope.
0: This is Kareem.
1: Hi, this is Katie from Washington D.C. and you're listening to NoMeat Athlete Radio.
0: All right, Doug. Big day today. This is a this is a fun one when we actually make good on a on a promise we've been making for for weeks now that we are going <laughs> to start again we don't, don't have a great
2: track record with that on the podcast no, anyway no it
0: brings from a lot of ideas on the podcast and then we don't hear them yeah
2: <laughs> but, but no this happening. is this is happening we have a, a guest a surprise guest you've invited them i have no idea who they are they're not a part of this yet we're just they're just gonna pop in and
0: yes. uh what more drama could there possibly be i mean it, you
2: know is it is it bill gates is it um, right the sky's the I mean, limit as far as fame anybody. obama potential. you know i don't know right. it could be
0: anybody could be literally any person on the planet. Could
2: be your mom for all I know. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Could be. Uh, I
2: know who it's not though, because you gave me a list of people not to not to invite.
0: <laughs> oh, right. Okay. So we have two people who it's not, or something like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Should we reveal the do not invite list? <laughs> uh yeah. sure. Only because it's, I it's I mean, people it's, we love. <laughs> right. It's a it's a mark, it's a distinction because it means you've been on too many times. Uh-huh. Yep.
2: Robert, I think- who you know, Robert Cheek, co author of, of the plant-based athlete, uh, yep. who's been on I don't know a dozen times now, maybe. <laughs> and, sit, <laughs> and who's been and on sit. probably, probably yeah. five or six. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and so we love not... we love both those guests, and I'm sure they'll be
0: on again. But uh, we didn't yeah, it's want... just it's so easy to invite them, so we mm-hmm. we had to make it a little bit more challenging. All right, our guest is coming on. I told I told them to count down three minutes, and they'll be on. So anything you got to to kill the time before then. <laughs> well, um, I got attacked by a swarm
2: of yellow hornets, Ooh, yellow jackets. Man. That's and no Chloe good. too, which was the unfortunate part. We were weeding the garden, and uh, and uh, was digging in a little bit, and whoosh, both of us just got stung oh. by yellow jackets. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, it was that's the it was, worst. It was, it was it was quite scary for her. You know, she was like, they started coming at my face, and so I was like, kind of swatting them away, and uh, and then I realized what was happening. And of course, I looked down at her, who's just sitting there like a lame duck and just getting oh. attacked by all these yellow jackets. So they were awful.
0: they were stinging. Like yeah. they were. Like yeah, purposely-
2: she got like maybe eight or nine
0: oh eight or nine stings and how many did you get
2: yeah, probably five or six
0: no major allergic reactions or anything no
2: thank goodness we were quite nervous about chloe but yeah um,
0: i think i think events like that can actually trigger later reactions have you heard that
2: oh really no like i have you not like well, the next time man you that freaks project, me out because
0: so i mean you should just be mindful you know be aware yeah. be ready to get the epipen.
2: well i guess our guest is here All right. Nope. I guess it's gone.
0: At the man, did you see his or her name?
2: I did. And she's gone now. She left (laughs) before I could invite her in.
0: So so anyway, so we were just, I, this is funny. I mean, not funny, but I just watched a movie Uh
2: from my
0: childhood where, where Macaulay Culkin gets stung by bees. And, uh, Hey, there she is. No, wait, there's her, uh, there's her audio. Doug, you see your name?
2: I do. I do. Oh, what a guess! <laughs> yeah.
1: How's it going, Gina? Sus- good. That was very suspenseful. I mean,
0: it was. <laughs> and, yeah, <laughs> for me me too. we thought it was hard because you had to jump into a Zoom meeting without any like preparation of, of how your video would look or anything, <laughs> or, I mean, or audio, on... make
1: making sure everything's working. Right. And, uh, yeah, it's a lot. So for a little bit
0: of a, and... a hair <laughs> scheme we came up with. It was fun.
1: <laughs> good to see you guys. Good yeah, you do.
0: We were just talking about uh, Doug and his daughter got attacked by yellow jackets this this past weekend. Oh yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay.
2: I was weeding the garden and uh, some you know, I get apparently yellow jackets have nests in the ground, which I didn't yeah. know really anything about yellow no, jackets. No. Never had any trouble with them before and uh, and found the nests, they swarmed both of us. Oh my both gosh. Got stung a bunch, uh, which was a bummer. But no no aller- allergic reaction for either oh, of us. Oh, That's good. But Matt good. was just telling me that. That might trigger it i in the future which <laughs> it, it
0: can it can create it can make, oh, no. create an allergy that's uh, very
1: frightening for the little one though right because then they tend to you know develop that bit of fear with bugs in general and yeah yeah thank you i mean she? she
2: was only she's only 10 months so um, oh, i don't okay. think she'll, she'll really remember it. it but
1: she'll um, forget it then you're <laughs> <good. Her> subconscious
0: <laughs> won't though yeah subconsciously maybe yeah Live forever anyway so the movie i was saying really quickly and then we'll get to more important topics um have you ever <laughs> seen the movie my girl with Macaulay Culkin oh, yeah sure uh-huh. yes, yes like I watched it a hundred times one summer this I don't know why I just, that's what I do if I like a movie I watch it a lot of times but I don't watch many movies at all uh, so I re-watched it with my daughter and I totally forgot that the guy dies at the end Macaulay it's Culkin, very sad it's a really sad thing so I was yeah. not prepared for that but uh it was ugly. anyway he dies from bee stings and he's he's allergic
1: uh but anyway <laughs> well, <laughs> What? This is heavy. It, it was a tear-jerking movie, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: But my daughter really liked it. I mean, she was asking all these questions afterwards, so it was. It, does know. she have a, a a fear of bees now after that? No, she actually didn't even think about about that stuff. So I don't okay. know. Okay, surprisingly, cool. that didn't happen. Anyway, our guest today is Drina Burton. In case people did not <laughs> catch that, uh, who I think has been on the podcast at least one time, once or twice, Drina.
1: Yeah. I feel like it's twice, but you know, it's been a number, maybe, maybe it's once, I don't know. It's been a long stretch for me, right? I've been doing this for a while, so it's hard to remember. Yes,
0: (laughs) I know. It's been a long time. Um, So you got a new book out, Drina's Kind Kitchen, which I have right here, if you're watching the video, anybody, um, which I have had the opportunity to leaf through a bit, have not cooked anything from it just yet, because I only got it a day and a half ago. But um, yeah, so as I told you before, we, we are doing this new format. You're the first one ever where we, one of us surprises the other with a guest and it's, then, yeah, that's fun. you know, and we sort of, I don't know, like the best part of our podcast are the intros in my opinion and almost everybody's opinion uh, where we don't have a topic and we're kind of just fooling around. And so we're trying to bring that vibe to the guest dynamic and make it just sort of, uh, you know, hanging out, catching up, mix things up book.
1: and yeah. Keep it casual. I like it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Congrats yes. on your book, by the way, I really enjoyed reading it and um, you, you. you sound phenomenal with it. But um, I learned some new things myself reading it. So um, it's always great to, you know, pick up something and uh, even being plant based for 25 years and still learning, right? Always learning.
0: Yes. So that means you, it must've been 1995. You must've done it at the same time. Robert Cheek went, uh, probably because yeah. that's yeah. when he, he's one of the longest time vegans I know. So you're up there with him now.
1: Yeah. There was nothing out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we were strange people then and there were no products right there was really nothing on the market and uh people thought we were crazy and irresponsible and very (laughs) radical (laughs) well that's interesting i was actually going to ask
0: you some things about um well first of all how long you've been at this and and your backstory because i I don't really know that and i'd like to hear that Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. i uh i was kind of trying to think it for myself sort out like what what is it that defines your books or like what's the you're cooking and what's kind of the common thread through all of them and one of the things I realized is you don't really use the the fake meat substitute products. product so all these things yep. I mean it sounds like you could have cooked these things back in 1996 if you yep. wanted to yep. it's not you know using a lot of high-tech food in there
1: that's right um, the only high-tech things I use are the appliances right like having a, yeah. a good blender and, and food processor but absolutely I started with the whole foods because there wasn't anything available um we had one little sort of hippie <laughs> health food store that was selling almond butter and big like vats and you'd scoop it out and put it in container and <laughs> ditto on the tofu so it was rather unhygienic and <laughs> there that was the state of being vegan then and so i learned to cook with you know grains and beans and starches and all of those things and vegetables and um uh, yeah there it was you know that's, that's what I knew. And that's what I grew with. So I think I became known as sort of like the healthy cookbook author then. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I don't know if you remember, but then I I found like vegan cooking became really like indulgent. We wanted to show everyone what was possible with recipes and, and eating. And we still do to some degree, but I think we've kind of come back to saying, Hey guys, you know, like whole foods, is where the foundation of the diet should be. And yes, you can enjoy those, you know, foods from time to time, and have some treats. But here's, you know, what our diet is, is based on and, and for abundant health and wellness and that kind of thing. So, um, so yeah, really, these recipes could have been in that time, you're right. Hmm.
2: So what's your what's your take on all the the new plant meats and stuff like that? Are you, you know, does that excite you at all? Or, or not so much?
1: I'm overwhelmed with it to be honest. Like I feel there's so many that now look like the uh, Beyond Burger. There's it seems like everyone has replicated that in some way. Not everyone, but I have seen about eight, nine, ten brands that look very much like it. And Mm -hmm. it's uh, to me, it's like uh, it's great. It's out there, of course, right? And for me, when like my middle girl, she's now 16 I've, our daughters are now 2016 12 guys, it happens very fast. Just let me tell you, mm-hmm. <laughs> super fast. But she'll go out with her friends. And you know, the friends want to go to a w. So at least she can get something now, right? She can say w
0: that the hot dog root beer place, you don't,
1: you don't have aW w?
0: I've been to maybe one in my life that I know they're usually of. paired with like a KFC, right? That's what <laughs> I think of. Yeah. They, really? They, I they are the Root beer. beer. The, yeah year,
1: yeah it's the root Beer and burgers and um so she can go there and get the beyond burger she doesn't even love it but it allows her to sort of feel normal you know what oh, I mean? so they How have it there. okay that's that's cool. yeah yeah and um i think they have now the chicken nugget so it's great it's out there we don't buy it i mean our kids like veggie dogs one of my daughter loves she loves the guardian um, mandarin chicken so you know mm-hmm. we have those things from time to time but it's it's not something we enjoy a lot, you know what I mean? And the those beyond burgers and impossible, I the texture and the flavor, it's just not for me. I'm not, I'm not into it. Right. But people are great, you know, as long as it doesn't become, I think, what you're eating every day.
0: (laughs) Yeah. 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 So do your do your kids do they just love that stuff? Because that's how mine have been. Like they like (laughs) we never they never ate meat. But as soon as they tasted fake meat, that's what's so interesting to me. It's not like they were used to meat and like now they finally get the taste back. It's like this is a new thing for them. But they do love it. I mean, they, they love that stuff. And we don't let them have it very much, but yeah. it's, they do.
1: <laughs> it's not always the fake meat they love. It's the deep fried stuff. I find uh-huh. it's it's like the Mandarin chicken that has that fried coating and yes. they love fries. Um, something like the Beyond Burger, they didn't really enjoy that as much, but something that's deep fried. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I noticed it even more once they hit teenagers and they're out with their friends. It's kind of like, that's all they are eating teenagers. <laughs> right. <laughs> Junk yeah. food. So, how is that? I mean,
0: yeah, I mean, it's like it's probably pain, it pains me when I see my kids doing that. But I like my, they're both into sports and I really want them to get enough calories. So, I'm like, I'm probably like, well, let's let's do it. But I do wonder about that, like teenage years when that's all they want to eat, which maybe isn't true at home, but.
1: No, it's not at home. It's not when yeah. they go out, with their friends, they do. And you see, they may like go for a sleepover or something and they start carting the potato chips and the <laughs> Oreos. And it's, what is happening? Our girls, I noticed they, don't, you know, they don't drink soda. So like, whereas all the other kids are drinking Coke and Pepsi, um, you know, and, and whatever, they're not into that because we just never drank that. So, uh, but what I do notice is when they're having that, then they come home and their bodies are telling them they want something fresh, and so they're reaching for some fruit or having wanting salad for a meal. Like mm. even um, Bridget will say, "Mom, you know, can we have something lighter tonight? I had this for for dinner." So, you know, the the habits are there. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's dieting. Yeah, diet is a habit, and so those things are there for them. And who doesn't want to have a treat, right? We all want to have that, but you know that the found the foundations you've laid the groundwork, and it's there for them. Yeah.
2: like if fridge fries are the are are your kids vice then uh you're doing pretty well right (laughs) that's That's good point we don't know we don't know about the other
0: vice that's the thing
2: That's (laughs) true. they might be a lot more sneaky yeah
1: (laughs) and they can be now (laughs) 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 everything can be you know hidden on digital devices and stuff but you know that's it right why push on food when there's much you know scarier things out there that you want to, you want to be connected with them. So you don't want to push back too much on the food. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. So I, like I said, I, I know you as a vegan cookbook author. uh, And I, I have this sense that you, well, before you were on here, I had the sense that you had been at it long before I was, because I think as soon as I got online and was blogging, I think it was, uh, you know, Jenna Hamshaw
1: from yes, uh, yes, choosing yes. raw oh, back yeah. in the day mm-hmm. and now
0: she's moved on but uh i think she used to talk to me about about let them eat vegan and some other things okay. of yours that was probably my first introduction to you uh so yeah so then that was that was 2010 probably so right. you you've been at it for quite a while um yeah. but i didn't you know i didn't know about i guess i haven't like seen your online presence that much other than the, i see the cookbooks and that's right. what i know you as but i right. didn't know like were you blogging way back when, like, how did you get started with all this? And yeah. I don't, I don't think you went to culinary school or did any no. formal training. Okay, no, so no. can you just give us your, yeah, your story, your vegan story, yeah. and your online and how you became a cook? Totally.
1: With yeah, yeah. Thanks. So, um yeah, I started. Uh, I, I was working in the market marketing field. I have a business degree, and I was working in marketing. I'm actually from the East Coast of Canada, so we were there, and um, I was doing really well. Like, I was working as a manager, and I had a lot of room to grow, but my heart wasn't in it at all. And I was already eating bee and, and was telling people about, you know, things I'd create. And they'd say, you know, you really light up when you talk about this. Like there's <laughs> something that, and it's like, you know, you kind of know when you have a passion for something. And um, my husband and I moved out West because we could not handle the climate <laughs> on the East coast. So We now live in the Vancouver area. And we moved out West and um, his father then had a heart attack uh, back in Newfoundland. And Um, his parents said, you know, our cardiologist, um, recommended a plant-based diet. So this was totally unheard of in our small town and in that day, and he recommended the Dean Ornish program. So they then came to me and said, we're going to start eating plant-based. How do we do it? And I started writing down recipes because I thought, you know. It's no point in just telling them I'm going to start scratching things out. And that's kind of what led to what we we actually hadn't moved out west then. But then we did move out west and um, I just put everything I had into it. It was just kind of like I had this vision. I want a cookbook. I want to do this. And I just put myself into it. And um, this was the day when you couldn't email um, publishers online. You had to send proposals by mail and have a return envelope for them to send it back to you. So it was, you know, a, a different time. And I managed to get one. Yes. And that started things for me. Hmm. Um, and so then the online world started to open up. Right. I knew of PCRM, they were just kind of coming on the scene. And then I started blogging. It was 2005 when it was blogspot. I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was like a really rudimentary kind of blogging and uh, connected. With, that's how everyone connected them was with blogging comments, right? For right? Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then um, my second book. So when I wrote my first book, it's called The Everyday Vegan. I don't know if I have it here. It's so crunchy looking. I'd love to show it to you. (laughs) Um, I wrote then. Yeah, I don't think I have it. Vive La Vegan, which was Mm -hmm. after the birth of our first daughter, Charlotte, and that included a lot of information about raising children and then I did eat, drink, and be vegan, had another baby. <laughs> then let them eat vegan had our third child. And that's when you probably mm-hmm. sort of became aware with Jenna. And yep. um then Plant Part Families, which you know, and now Dreena's Kind Kitchen. And I also co-authored two books with Dr. Barnard, the diabetes reversal cookbook and the cheese ah. trap. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So I didn't, and I really was self-taught. I I didn't enjoy cooking much. Like I loved food as a kid. I always loved food. Didn't really have the greatest food habits, but um, I love food. And so I think that interest was always there for me. Um, And I learned a lot from just books and old school TV shows, the good ones that weren't all food competitions, but actually really showed you how to work with ingredients Mm -hmm. and a lot of online searching and learning. And then just trial and error. And, and I loved when I started cooking plant-based it's that changed everything for me because before I really disliked working with, you know, animal flesh and having to clean and mm-hmm. the cross contamination, everything about cooking was unpleasant for me because of that. And then when I started cooking plant-based, it's just like, it's beautiful. Everything was lovely and, and right. much easier really. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you weren't really into cooking until you went plant-based, is that right? Or Yeah.
1: Yeah, I didn't enjoy it. I mean, I started some cooking, but I didn't enjoy it much. And then I started cooking plant-based and it felt like a freedom, even though some people feel it's the opposite. For me, it felt much more free to cook that way.
0: Uh-huh. And so that you were uh like was it was it an ethical decision for you to go vegan in the early days?
1: No, it was health-based. I started I read um So I was in my like early twenties and Mm -hmm. um, you know, I had a little bit of weight on, not a lot, but a little, but my, my body didn't feel good. Like I just did not feel good after meals. My joints felt stiff and um, I even had gout (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) like uh, in my late teens. And so I just, my body just didn't feel good. And uh, my sister came across an article about red meat and I read that and it was how it doesn't digest well um, that triggered something in me. And then soon after I came across diet for new America by John Robbins, who Mm -hmm. wrote the forward to this book, which is really really lovely. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just learned about how our bodies really aren't meant to digest this meat and dairy, which was uh, so crazy, right? What a, what a bizarre idea, but I decided to start removing the meat first. And then of course the final frontier was dairy and cheese uh, and my body felt so much better that it made sense to me, but all of the information wasn't out there. Right. So in time with reading like PCRM, and then when the China study came out, that was the next book that really kind of like solidified everything. I was like, yes, this is right. This is real. And um, yeah, it went from there.
0: Cool. So you mentioned the, the TV shows and I need to hear this because I used to also love <laughs> these and I kind of stopped, like once yeah. I went vegetarian and vegan i just stopped i was all watching the the food network and whatever else before that and for some reason maybe just because they didn't have uh many vegetarian or vegan shows i just stopped and i still haven't really gotten back because like you said it sort of changed into different Mm -hmm. format now but uh but what were the what were the ones that you liked
1: Oh, gosh. Um, There were a few in Canada. So there was um, What's for Dinner, a Canadian show, um, The Urban Peasant in Canada. And then I loved watching um, in the States. There was Bobby Flay. He talked a lot about flavor pairing and ingredients and peppers and, you know, how to the acid going with the, the, the peppers and the hot heat. Um, even Emerald back in the day, Rachel Ray, but those shows were instructional. They really yeah. talked about the foods and showed you what they were and how to prepare them. And the couple of Canadian shows, they even worked with one of them worked with tofu from time to time, which was really, really cool. Um, and now everything's a food competition. So for me, it's not, it's not the same. It's, it's yeah. It's Do you still ways. watch those
0: shows, Matt? Do I still? Yeah. Like what the competition food shows? Thing? Yeah. No, I don't have a TV. I mean, I don't I have a oh, TV, yeah. but I don't yeah. even know where I like, I don't know. I just don't know where I would find it. I think we probably have some sort of food channels, but I don't, don't know. Uh, but I stopped because after I went vegan, I didn't stop because we got rid of TV. I just, I don't know why I just lost interest. Like I used to watch the Rachel Ray things all the time and Bobby Flay as well. Yeah. Uh, and I really just, I don't know. I just kind of learned to cook. I mean, I got their cookbooks too, but I, that's sort of how I, how I learned it. And yeah, mm-hmm. just, I don't know. I, I liked the competitions for a while. I did watch those, but no, nah, just not, not anymore.
1: Yeah. And you really learn by doing too, right? Getting and doing. And I find that people's ha- sort of like, sometimes their, um, hesitation to move into plant-based there's that fear of cooking and it's not because they don't know how to, um, you know, cook it's cook plant-based. It's just, they don't really know how to cook, right. Mm-hmm. They haven't gotten used to being in the kitchen a lot because we've gotten so used to convenience foods. So for a lot of people, it's not about tackling a recipe. It's like, how do I bake a potato? Yeah, <laughs> right. Or how do I cook
2: rice? Yeah, yeah. All right, Matt and Drina, before we get to the next question, I think we should pause for a second to thank our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Hooked on Phonics. It's not easy to find the right program to help your kid with their reading development. Hooked on Phonics helps kids learn to read with their unique process of utilizing hands-on learning materials shipped to your door every month in combination with a digital reading app. Start off, you get an unlimited access to their powerful reading app. Then, to reinforce the skills they're building, there's workbooks that are sent monthly to give your child hands-on practice. Hooked on Phonics lessons take about 20 minutes or less, which is great if you have a kid who doesn't have a long attention span, and they include discussion questions to increase reading comprehension, and their storybooks are written specifically to build your child's confidence. Matt, my four-year-old's brain is soaking in pretty much anything related to language right now. All she wants to do is try to read something or, or try to write words. And she's always asking, like, how do you spell this? And, you know, what does that word say? So Hooked on Phonics is awesome because it is the combination of an interactive map or app, not map, and the storybook. So you start learning the concept on the app. There's, like, videos and songs. And then you begin working through, like, puzzles and games that kind of begin building on whatever that lesson is. And then it all comes together with these storybooks that, that correspond with the app. So
0: you're kind of taking care of all the lessons at once. Pretty cool. That is cool. Both my kids are now homeschooled, Doug, as you may not know. Uh, and it is it is hard to find the right thing to motivate them. But, uh, but games absolutely help. I'm always yeah. surprised when they actually go for the, the learning games, because it seems like, oh, it's going to be lame. But they actually like the games.
2: Yeah, it's uh, something about the, I don't know, a lesson that, you know, because I think kids like to learn, right? I mean, kids love learning.
0: Um, they do. but, Doug, did you actually write this ad without putting uh, Hooked on Phonics works for me in it? Worked for me? That's the line, right? Hooked on <laughs> hooked Phonics, phonics works for me. The old, uh, from the old... Are they Marshall. trying to shake that old uh, uh, rebrand? So.
2: <laughs> hooked on Phonics worked for me. <laughs> <laughs> Give your child the confidence that reading brings to hooked with Hooked on Phonics. To get your first month for just $1, go to hookedonphonics.com slash nomeat. That's just one dollar for your first month go to hooked on phonics dot
0: com slash no meat this episode is also brought to you by green chef the number one meal kit for eating well green chef is the first usda certified organic meal kit company enjoy clean ingredients you can trust seasonally sourced for peak freshness go to greenchefcom slash no meat 100 and use code no meat 100 to get hundred dollars off including free shipping Here's how it works. Green Chef lets you choose from a wide variety of easy-to-follow recipes perfect for keto, paleo, and plant-powered diets, or even if you just want to eat in a more balanced way. When your food box arrives, you'll have all the pre-measured, perfectly portioned ingredients all prepped and ready to go. That means you don't need to go in the garden, risk B attacks, or anything like that. <laughs> recipes are quick and easy with step-by-step instructions that take out any guesswork. Everything is hand-picked, featuring organic veggies and high-quality proteins Delivered to your door, pre-measured and mostly prepped in insulated packaging. Green Chef's vegan and vegetarian recipes are high in plant proteins and rich in omega threes.
2: Matt, we love we love uh, Green Chef, don't we?
0: <laughs> we do. I, I do love Green Chef.
2: Yeah, I like it because, uh, well, two things. One, I was really impressed that their vegan meal options actually tasted creative and, and absolutely delicious. And then the second part was that uh, they were interesting recipes that I would have never, I would have never like cooked myself or even sought out really. Yes. To
0: me, my favorite part of these things uh, from green chef is that, I mean, it just eliminates the planning. Like the cooking is fine. I don't mind that part. It's the having to come up with the meal and find it and then go shop for it. Uh, And so I tell the story every time, but it's when you're at soccer practice and it's eight o'clock or seven o'clock and you're like, Oh my God, what are we going to do for food? You realize you have green chef at home and then suddenly all is good. Yep.
2: Yep. Go to greenchef.com slash nomeat100 and use code nomeat100 to get $100 off, including free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash nomeat100 and use code nomeat100 to get $100 off, including free shipping. All right, thanks Green Chef and Hooks on Phonics and let's get back to the episode. So Matt and I have recently been talking a lot about um, like what's next for the the plant-based movement um you know now that it seems to be coming a greater part of the global conversation uh does anything stand out to you as like you know now that now that people are talking about it more now that it's not this french thing that there's only one store in your town that has a little bit of tofu like what do you think is is next for for the movement
1: oh gosh i'm not sure i mean i <laughs> yeah, feel like putting we're you on really... the spot here <laughs> yeah i feel like we're really on a bit of an uh as much as the recipes and, and our, we know the, the foundations are whole foods. I really see that vegans becoming like all of these convenience foods, right? A lot, a lot of processed foods and people are going to start embracing them. And then perhaps feeling like, oh, well, I'm eating just as much junk as I did before mm-hmm. yeah. and saying it's the vegan diet, right? I'm not healthy because of the vegan diet I ate this way, but I, you know, so I sort of feel like that may, I mean, we have this wonderful store here, It's a vegan store and you can get anything really you want. Right. And um, it's easy to go in there and just stock up on lots and lots of treats. So I don't know, it's still pretty expensive to get these foods. So that's the only thing. So I'm not sure when, you know, if that's going to be very accessible to a lot of people. Right.
2: I think that that's, that's a, that's an important topic because people are seeing you know, the beyond meat right next to the regular meat. And sometimes beyond meat is more expensive. Yeah. And so the people, I, you know, I, I think that we're going to start hearing more and more people saying that, well, the vegan diet is too expensive and it's, uh, I can't afford to do that. When in reality, if you're eating whole foods, if you're eating a lot of beans if you're eating yeah. a lot of whole grains, then it's cheaper or just as cheap or, you know, dirt cheap, uh, to, you know, to, to eat this, uh, yeah, to eat a whole food plant-based diet.
1: Yeah. Like I made two grocery shops yesterday. I went to um, a little market here that does no spray veggies. And I bought, came back with like seven bags of potatoes, sweet potatoes, this massive cauliflower greens, um, zucchini, cucumbers. And it was just massive amount of groceries for $50. And then I went to one of our health food stores to get a few like uh, cashew cheeses and non-dairy yogurt and a few things like that. And it was $50. (laughs) Right.
0: right. So, yeah,
1: yeah. I think that's, I think,
0: like, I miss like for the past 10 years, I've been, I've been having that discussion with people where they say a vegan diet's expensive. And then I say, well, no, not if you don't get the fake meats and things. But I think, I think you're right, Doug, that like now, I just think the vegan diet is as far as mainstream goes, is going to be viewed as you eat a regular diet, but you have, you have these fake meats instead of the other meats. So I think people aren't even going to, I think they're starting to re- not even think of vegan as a, a thing where you're cooking all these vegetables anymore. I don't know. Maybe they are, but I, yeah. I just want to people just imagine all it is, is a direct substitution of Beyond Burgers for regular burgers. Yeah. Well, that's what, you know, when you say,
2: you know, when, when someone says, Oh yeah. Or when you, when they find out you're vegan or something, they might say, Oh yeah, I ate a, a Beyond Burger the other day, or I had some vegan Ben and Jerry's or something like that. And, And that's, that's great. That's awesome that they're trying those things. Um, and I fully support that, but that's also, I don't want them to automatically, you know, connect that stuff to the plant-based diet or to veganism. Right.
0: Yes, of course. I mean, that's, that's, that's the big challenge. I think that we are, we are headed for, and it's a good one, but, uh, but for sure. That's yeah. yeah that's It's
1: a lot of everything too. Like I notice, you can get it everywhere. You can get a lot of this at Costco and then you come home with all this packaging too. And it always makes you feel like, ah, oh, there's just, it's almost, it feels a lot of excess at times. Right. Mm, yeah. yeah. So
0: Gina, I talked a little bit about your, uh, your cooking style and what defines it, but I mean, what do you think? I, I my, what I came up with was that your stuff is really healthy without, really saying it like it doesn't say it doesn't you don't advertise your stuff as health food cookbooks um but most vegan books that don't do that are also using lots of junk ingredients and they're just kind of going for decadence um and so you you manage to make things that are i don't know they're, they're accessible and they're delicious and they don't take a lot of time i mean they take some time but not they're, they're not really involved like gourmand type recipes where it's you spend all day making this one special meal um and then of course I, you've got the family stuff aspect of, of certain books. Is that, I mean, like, what, like, what do you think is, is your, your food style? And then I want to talk about how the new yeah. one is, you know, the direction you've gone with the new book, but yeah, what do you think?
1: Yeah. I feel like over the years I've sort of carved out a bit of a niche in the sense that people know that my recipes are really reliable and mm-hmm. that I test them quite a lot. And when they go into a cookbook, I have a group of recipe testers as well. Um, and that I use these whole foods in different ways. So uh, I, I bring together like um, burgers or stew or um, muffins or sauce in kind of sort of like unique ways, right? Like in this new book, you'll see a lot of ways where I'm bringing sweet potato or zucchini into a recipe, and I'm not hiding it. I'm just using it so that the texture, the flavor, the sweetness, will lend something to a recipe. And so I think people have appreciated that I can combine those things, but still deliver flavor and ease as much as possible. And the fact that they're really reliable. Mm
0: -hmm. And so when you cook dinner at home, and maybe this has changed as your daughters have gotten older, but are you typically cooking these same exact recipes at home? Or do you have a you know, the handful of staples from the first book that you're just still, that's what you may yeah,
1: yeah. Good question. I mean, there's always like favorites you go back to, right. Mm-hmm. Um, I find right now I love to develop recipes, but the way our family is living right now, I've got like, you know, they're out at shifts and doing different things all the time that I tend to work a lot with, um, Repurposing recipes, so I'll make a recipe, and then I talk about this in the book. It's called recipe renewal, where you have a recipe one night, then you have leftovers. I batch cook enough of it so there's leftovers, and I can kind of rework it into different meals uh, because they're coming and going at different times. So if I make something like a pad Thai, well, it doesn't stay really nice after, you know, 20 minutes. Whereas if I can put together a stew, and then maybe top uh, leftovers on sweet potatoes or work it into another casserole or pasta, then it it serves us much better in you know the long run and over the, the course of a week. Um so I find I pull together elements more than anything. Um but I definitely you know there's always like favorites that you go back to and it's very seasonal too. Like a couple of nights ago it's just got cold here all of a sudden. So I was so happy to cook a soup. And I mm-hmm. made one from the new book. So it just kind of depends, right?
0: And when you make when you make one do you follow the recipe exactly? And feel oh, no. like you mix no, it. Oh, no. okay? Because so I've noticed that whenever I make a recipe from our old book, uh, one of the older old books uh, or recently I've been following a half marathon training plan that I wrote for, we, we have this race coming up with Spartan. And like, I can't deviate from the plan. It's like, I, I feel like whoever wrote this recipe, it's like, I forget it was me. And I think, well, I must've been in a more research mindset when I, like, I thought as hard as I could about the perfect half marathon plan. So I'm like, I can't, even if I don't feel like it, I have to do what the author says. Even if, even if I think it might be wrong for my situation, I'm still like, What's well, it's in a book. So I got to do it. Uh, <laughs> it's just a weird thing that has had to happen. Well, but you, so you don't do that. You, you actually well, deviate.
1: I, I always recommend that people make the recipe as is first, because then you really get the sense of what the flavor is. And then you can change it the next time as you want, you know, maybe mix in different vegetables or bump up the heat level or add more acid, more lemon juice, whatever. For mm-hmm. me, I just have gotten to a place where I dislike like measuring. I really don't want to measure anymore. It's so yeah. much, it's tedious to me. So I can eyeball things pretty decently at this point. Like I've been doing it for a while that I'm like, yeah, it's about a teaspoon that's about a half cup. So if I generally know the recipe, i just kind of muck it all together and then you know fix it up after (laughs) taste it and fix it yeah that makes sense
2: you you talked about um cooking seasonably but seasonally uh what about or has your cooking changed much over the years i mean were you doing things 10 years ago that you just swore by that you no longer do at all anymore
1: yeah, definitely. I mean, I look at some of my old recipes and I think, oh, why Why was I making that? That was like either really difficult or I would never use that in that way. I used to use a lot of roasted garlic, not that there's anything wrong with it, but you just go through phases, right? I was using yeah, roasted right. garlic in everything in purees and sauces, Every almost every second recipe had it. And I remember also in um, one of my books, I said I'd never like i dislike cauliflower so much that i'd never use it in a recipe i think Uh, that was in let me vegan and now like i love cauliflower but that's just (laughs) i think a testament to how your palate will evolve with time you know uh so yeah i it's it just like anything you evolve right if you're into um, an exercise program or something you evolve with that over time and with age and so Mm -hmm. it's like anything i i definitely see my my cooking has evolved. And I try to take out steps. So, you know, before I had kids, I felt like, you know, it was fun to saute this and then add this and then, you know, have all these different steps. And now I'm like, no, I want to use the food processor, get everything in there, and then, you know, make it happen. So uh, I try to simplify it because uh, it gets hectic, right? When you've got kids or a busy schedule.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. And speaking of that, you told me that your daughter is up early. You're always up early these days to get your daughter to swim practice. Mostly, uh, yes. <laughs> so, and how old is this? Is the one who's 12? Is that right? 12. Yeah. The older okay. two,
1: two girls did um, hockey for many, many years. Oh, yeah. She, yeah. And she's in swimming. So I'm quite happy. It's not a cold sport because I don't enjoy the cold. <laughs> right, right. So yeah, she's up early a lot of days up at five 15 or five 30, um, off for swim practice for two hours. Um, so it's pretty cool. Pretty.
0: Is that, is that for summer only? Or is that all the time?
1: All year. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. She just started the early morning schedules this past year. And of course, with the last year and a half, everything changed. They were doing a lot of dry land at home, zoom, dry land meetings. So you know, I felt for the kids. Zoom dry land. Wow. <laughs> right? Sounds fun. But
0: um, <laughs> I used to love swimming. When, when I hated swimming lessons as a kid. And when we would have the day when you couldn't get in the pool and said, you'd have to go do dry land stuff inside the little uh, pool, like whatever the snack bar or whatever. I just, I just love that day. I, I mean, I hated getting in the water. Really? I, don't know, I had a weird, irrational, like thing about it. I yeah. hated going to swimming lessons. Yeah, now, I'm, I still can't swim, but I don't, I don't, I'm not afraid of it now. Uh, I mean, I can she, swim, but I can not well.
1: <laughs> yeah. She did for when she was at like five, she had this one instructor that turned her off from being in the pool Mm. I just think it was a boy because it was a male and she was like nervous with the male at the time. And there was like lots of kids there, but it just, I think his voice was too gruff or something. Mm. And um, I had to bribe her to get back in the pool. I bribed her with a doll. It worked. And now she's so, you know, it, I, parenting's all about bribery. I tell you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so,
0: so, um, so yeah. your, as you're cooking, have you had to um, focus on nutrition for athletes in any way, or you just sort of keep cooking the same stuff?
1: Uh, I'm mindful with her. And when the girls were doing a lot of hockey that, like you say, the calories are always there, right? So it's not too low fat. Like I make sure she gets a lot of nuts and seeds and avocado and whole foods, fats and that kind of thing. And I don't mind giving her a guardian once in a while, that kind of um, food. But um, for the most part, she eats like we do. I just make sure she gets snacks, like a lot of snacks, good snacks before bed and get those extra calories in her. I don't know. It seems to be working. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good. Yours is in competitive. You have one. Uh, your boys is competitive soccer. Is... Yes. He's in yeah.
0: fairly competitive soccer. My daughter is too now. She's just oh, okay. at a younger age. So it's not quite as serious
1: yet. She's yeah. eight.
0: Yeah. Um, but she's also a really good player. And then she actually, before COVID, she was doing gymnastics. And okay. even when she, I think she was six then, she would have uh, like three hour training sessions. Wow. Um, two or three times a week. And I'd go there and sit there all the whole time. And I'm like, I couldn't believe that they were just train the entire time right. but i was actually really impressed i mean like she she kind of t- t- thought of it as like doing her work and just it wasn't her always her favorite thing to do but she did it and liked it and yeah. grew as a result so but then after covid she just had no interest in getting back into gymnastics i don't know why right. um uh, but whatever That's
1: and then what your boys how old? he's 11 okay and yeah. so then you see like it's around this like 12 13 age their appetite just like boom they just get really hungry <laughs> yeah
0: we're uh, i'm waiting for that to happen uh because he's he's definitely not the smallest by any means he's probably in the one third you know ring one third of the bottom of third but but not not far yeah. from there um but i keep like for the past year like i made him like this huge like nutrition plan because his coach was like you know start putting on some weight and all that uh and i i did, like i made these spreadsheets and figured out the things he commonly eats and, and how many calories that and, and like, made this little system for him i, went, I had a system well that, that awesome would show him everything and I said, like, here's nine different meals. You pick any any six of them each day or any five and like you swap them out. And all that and it lasted for two days. He did it. Oh, and then God. he, just, he just came. <laughs> <on>. <laughs> and and so then I realized that parenting is also yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's sort of like controlling a, you know, harnessing a a, a a storm or something and moving things. You can't you can't push against something that is that forceful. They're gonna they're gonna do the thing. You need to sort of aikido, I guess maybe is a better uh analogy and you just need to go with the energy that they have. So I, I said, yeah. all right, fine. Like here's, you know, what these foods are, Try, do your best. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not worrying about it. It's up to you. And when you're ready to really start eating, then let me know. And I, I can help you out. But right. so I'm now I'm in just the wait holding pattern, waiting for him to, to want to start eating like that. <laughs> You'll to get see it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, it's funny because <laughs> <it's>, like when <laughs> like I was that's... in college, I, I was so dedicated to it and I would set alarm to like get up at half in the middle of the night to eat a peanut butter sandwich so I could oh, wow. get more calories on. <laughs> and I, I just like forgot that like a kid just doesn't do that. Like, like it seemed like know like if like you, if you tell someone exactly what to eat and here's the system to do it, then, then of course you just do it. But there's this other factor in there that is, they don't, they don't feel like it. They just don't, you know, it's, um, I don't know.
1: Yeah. It's, it's their human bodies, right? Like it's that whole mystery of what their bodies will tell you. Like once they hit puberty, I find is what it is. And their muscle really starts to develop. Cause I'm seeing that with our daughter now, like she's strong and, Uh uh, but she gets hungry. She's, you know, she's had breakfast and then an hour later she's hungry again. So yeah, be careful what you wish for.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's a good point. So uh, I'm leaving through the book. I've been doing this and I noticed that you have several recipes that call for sumac. Uh, you've got a pad thai, you've got Greek koftas. I saw a stew that is from, I think, Afghanistan. The um, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oh, so I saw I that. I did see that, and it looked really yeah. good. Uh, and there was another Thai soup as well, and Thai green pea pet. So are you, are you into sort of international cuisines now? Or I think that's you've kind of always had little recipes here and there.
1: I've always had a little bit right? here and there. I'm certainly no expert. And I mm-hmm. think my, my work is probably weak in like Asian cuisine. Like I don't do a lot of, I, I dislike sushi greatly. This sm- smell of um, the Nori. I just, ugh. Oh yes. I just like me. It. Oh, I yep. can't do it. So oh,
2: I cannot I relate to that
1: at all. I love see, it I, so much. <laughs> my kids, my kids love it. So I bring it home and I'm like, Oh, just eat it and get <laughs> yeah. it out of here. They love it. So I don't do any of that. And so that's probably where my cooking is, I'd say, you know, sort of my weak spot, but I do love international flavors and, you know, curries and Thai flavors and all of those things. So yeah, I try to dabble a little bit in there.
0: So what, uh, if not that, then what's, what's new with this book? What's, what's, what's the new direction?
1: Yeah. First of all, you it call was... it a
0: kind kitchen, which is interesting to me because yeah. uh, you know, for a healthy, thing. To, like, I don't, I wouldn't put the word kinder in any of my stuff because okay. I feel like suddenly yep. it becomes about, about this, compassion. Like, about the compassion. And, and I'm yep. like, I feel like people would just want what's in it for me. They want their health and all that. And granted we're doing no meat athletes it's a little bit different, but
1: uh, yeah, tell us about that,
0: that decision yeah. and, and what yeah. the direction is.
1: So I was, you know, working through, it's always that, that perspective of what's your book title going to be. And I think that I've always approached eating this way and, and with my audience from a place of compassion to like meet people where they are and help them on the journey and not beat yourself up. So like, it's not just, I mean, obviously the diet is kind to the animals, it's less of a you know footprint on the earth in that way as well. But it's also, you know, our health, it's being good to our bodies, being kind to our bodies. Um, and, you know, there's, so I also teach yoga. And I came across this information one day that we have like 60,000 thoughts a day, 60 to 70,000 thoughts a day, and um, 80% of them are negative. Hmm. So that's big, right? We often like give ourselves this negative feedback. So um, in how many people I've, you know, sort of interacted with over the years, I always feel like they are hard on themselves and shame themselves when they fall off the wagon a little bit. So just kind of having that approach with things and Um, I've never been that person to like judge where you are and give you a hard time for not doing more, right? Like always trying to encourage. So that's kind of the idea behind the name. Um, The recipes themselves are all whole foods, plant-based, no oil. I offer a lot of nut-free options because that's been, again, with my readers, important for kids and schools and school lunches and having that option for people. So lots of nut-free options throughout the book and um the recipes uh it's as someone said to me you know there's always an interesting ingredient in your recipe it's like you're not hiding it but there's something there for a reason and so like i mentioned before i often use like sweet potato i use it in sauces i use it in uh, muffins um you know cakes and zucchini in fritters and um chocolate, zucchini bread. So just kind of working ingredients in different ways, but keeping it really easy for people. And then finally, I really try to coach people with the recipes. So I have um, a section that's like from the grocery store to your chopping board. So like you get your groceries, this is kind of my process. Like I bring everything home, I wash the veg, I I kind of tell them which ones work, which ones to wash, which ones to prep, what things to get ready in advance, what things to batch cook and then get you set to make the recipes which are again reliable (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is important for people yeah sure it's really for anybody it's not just geared for families it's really for anyone
0: cool do your daughters uh help you cook by the way are they into cooking
1: um they like to cook their own things i wouldn't say they help me cook (laughs) Mm -hmm that would be nice they cook their own things um so you know being 20 and 16 they like to just get in and do their own thing and that's fine it's also because they're on different schedules they're working at different hours and um they you know with covid last year they were their school hours were very different um the little one will sometimes come in and help me do things so yeah
2: (laughs) do they cook meals that you would have cooked or uh things that you wouldn't normally normally cook
1: yeah they really although they they probably put more avocado in anything than I would they i I buy about twenty avocado a week at <laughs> i'm not kidding um, wow. they love it so much, but you know it's when you think about it it's the fat that they're eating in their growth stages too, and so it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but so apart from that, they would, yeah, like my middle girl, she usually, you know, for lunch, she does a big stir fry on the, on the stove with, she puts tons of spinach in it, adds some tofu or chickpeas. And then she gets out some plant-based cheese and she makes this other thing with that and avocado. I'm like, great, go for it. (laughs) So yeah, 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 it's nice. Uh, You know, they just want to do their thing rather than it be with me or what I would give them.
0: Right. So they're not making dinner for the whole family.
1: Oh, no. There oh, gosh, are. no, no. <laughs> if I can get yeah. them to empty the dishwasher. I'm in this space. <laughs> yeah, I hear you.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> There's a bit of bribery with that, too, at least for the youngest. I have her chore chart now, right? So mm-hmm. 50 cents for each chore. I actually was giving her $3 if she'd do math on, on summer vacation each time she'd do math. I couldn't even <laughs> get her with that. I thought that was pretty generous, $3. I know that, yeah, whenever that whenever
0: I've tried the money system, monetary things, or, or really any prize, they eventually get to the point where they just out came about the money and like, I'm just gonna yes. like, do it. And, and I just, I just won't get the money. <laughs>
1: and then it's done. So, yeah.
0: So I've, I've yet to kind of good, find a good system like that. We've tried the tour charts and all that too. I know. Sucks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we,
1: made,
0: we
2: made the mistake of, uh, she, she went to the market, to the farmer's market and someone was like a, a, a young girl was, um, selling some jewelry that she had made with her mom. and And so then she wanted to come home and, uh, Sell things. And so, you know, we were trying to humor her, and we got a couple neighbors to come over and buy like a painting for 50 cents or whatever. And now that's like all she wants to do because she's like, wants the money to go buy ice cream or whatever. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> so now she's like, Dad, let's set up a store and make everybody come. <laughs> yeah. They go yeah. through that make...
1: phase where they want to sell things to people.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Minimals. All of ours
1: did too. Yeah. You want to like a lemonade stand or something? Mm-hmm. That's very cute.
0: Yeah. And- yeah, my daughter's into into those uh, entrepreneur ideas. But I try to encourage it. I think it's a good it's a great. Thing. Yeah,
2: exactly. But you know, you can only you can only get your neighbors to come buy some really
0: bad artwork sometimes. Right. <laughs> and you can only sell so many things and then you're out of things to sell. It's <laughs> yeah, not exactly. a very sustainable way to make money. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Boom. All right. Well, Drina, this has been awesome. Um, the book is as of the day we are recording this, and this will come out tomorrow. Uh, the book is not quite out, but I'm sure you nope. can pre-order it. Yep. Uh, comes out the 24th. Is that right? Tuesday, yep.
1: 24th. T- yeah. Thank you. The 24th. And if they pre-order now, um, they can get some freebies as well. So all the information's on my site, um, the pre-order page, If they order now, they get an extra um, ebook of 12 bonus recipes. And then if they order two books, they get recipe video demos. So there's always like freebies and treats. And yep. I also have a really big giveaway on the page too. So they can check that out.
0: What's your, Sorry. what's your website?
1: It's my name, DreenaBurton.com.
0: Yeah. Great. Our audience doesn't know anything about uh, incentives and freebies to pre-order. <laughs> yeah. We never have mentioned that. You've never done that, right? No. Yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 yes,
0: cool. So DreenaBurton.com, that's the best place to pre-order, obviously. And then once it's out on Tuesday, it'll be uh, everywhere.
1: Yes, it'll be in stores. And yeah, it'll be out there. uh, And I'll be doing lots of stuff afterwards, too. So Mm -hmm. and yeah, we can And if you want to do any giveaways, we can offer that to you as well. No pressure, but always options there. We'd love Mm -hmm. to do that. Yeah.
0: How can we how can we do a giveaway, Doug, on the fly? How can we how can we give the nice people a book?
2: If uh, if people forward their receipt to Matt at nomadathlete.com, we'll give you something. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well we'll do a drawing and they can win the book
2: there you go oh yeah okay all right win, yeah. win a new copy of the book wait a minute. Yeah. we don't want to do win. that so well the, then do we want to yeah yeah let's do that
1: yeah yeah okay. and we'll mail it we'll uh, the publisher will mail it out so you guys can just draw the name and we'll send it out to them
0: perfect okay that's good yeah. super so you gotta forward your, your receipt to matt at mm-hmm. or cool.
1: email yes. receipt they don't need to buy it though I'm so confused.
0: Yeah. You're right. They don't even buy it. So no. what should they do? Just, just,
1: uh,
0: I don't know. This is we're giveaways I've spot. made
1: it complicated <laughs> for you. Sorry. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. I'll tell you what to do. We're going to send an email about this podcast. So the know. instructions to enter the giveaway will be in that email. So if you're listening to this, get on our email list and check your email. If you want the details for the giveaway. Perfect. We'll get a lot more entrance that
1: way. Too. There we go. Good. Thank you both for having me all right thanks yeah. for having
0: us yeah, thanks, so mean, much. thanks for joining us yeah uh, yeah and being the first guest of our new uh yeah. new fun thing i like how this went it yeah, was fun it, worked out. it was
1: really yeah. good it was fun
0: <laughs> all right well good luck with the book uh, thank you thank you for the work you do and uh, the recipes you churn out
1: thank you as well for all you're both doing lots and lots of years and and time in the in the arena of the plant-based world right your new book's fabulous too well, thank us. you yeah. appreciate that okay
0: All right. Talk to you thanks. later.